Hi, Chris Valentin here. Welcome to my podcast, where I hope to inspire you to transform the world within you and transform the world around you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Are you hungry to advance your prophetic calling and step into your unique prophetic destiny? It's time to break the silence, stand boldly in dark places, and resound the truth across the nations. Join us at the School of the Prophets, a transformative four-and-a-half-day intensive training school. You will gain understanding in your prophetic calling, refine your gifting, and grow in confidence to spearhead cultural change. Register for this year's School of Prophets, August 7th through the 11th, in person or online at Bethel.com forward slash events. God bless. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Cultural Catalyst, where we help you to learn how to live fully alive, collated with God, and change the world. And today, I have a very exciting guest. She actually oversees our prophetic ministry. This is Lindsay Ryman. Hi. Did I get your last name? Did I pronounce it right? Yes, you did. Because we practice like I, you've yes. been with me for years, and I still get it wrong. Exactly. <laughs> this is exciting. Thanks for being on the, on this cultural catalyst. You have had such an impact in the early days in the Hollywood, in yeah. the whole Hollywood realm, right? That was kind of your metron, and yeah, you were kind of a new believer when you were in there, right? Yes, correct. I mean, you you got saved while you were in there, right? If I remember your story. Yep, I'm. I like to say I'm a late bloomer. Um, <laughs> I didn't encounter Jesus until December of 2014. Um, wow. Yeah. But weren't you already in that whole? I was world? Yeah, I was. Um, I'd been working in LA for the past 10 years in TV, film, and even before that, I worked in the music industry, comic books, always in entertainment. Yeah. And so then you met Jesus. Yes. And with all of these crazy people. Yes. <laughs> and uh, now, um, and now you actually, um, you, we've kind of turned over the prophetic community to you, and you're. You're the leader of our prophetic community under yeah. myself and, and Ben Armstrong. Yeah, it's so exciting. I am I have lots of ideas on just getting the community at Bethel, like doing new prophetic initiatives and just having fun. Yeah. This, uh, you know, we're in this mode right now. You know this because you're on this team also. But mm -hmm. we're in this mode right now of, uh, you know, the, the, the School of Prophets is coming up in August. Mm -hmm. And so we have a small team, so we're all kind of in it together, right? Yeah. So, and so we're we're thinking about prophetic beyond the, the the podium, beyond the pulpit, right? Yeah. Because most of the powerful prophetic ministry in the Bible actually did not happen in the synagogue, right? In right. Fact, very actually, very little of it did. Correct. Yeah. And yet, most of what we teach, and the way we teach it, and the protocols we give, all all of it, it it kind of limits it to the four walls in fact we used to call it pro uh, we used to call it parking lot prophecy when you did something it, it was in negatives like that's a parking lot prophecy like, you should leave that to the professional people wow you didn't know that did <laughs> no, you no i did yeah. not that yeah, predates me yeah. bethel before i came it, and before bill came bill came two years earlier bethel was not allowed to do parking lot prophecy wow. nobody knows that like wow. it was looked down upon like i got a prophecy so, oh that's parking lot prophecy that's that's that does that's not good that doesn't count like yeah. if you weren't like a big prophet on a podium it didn't count is exactly. that what i'm understanding okay. yeah, yeah. And, and you know wow. it, it count like people had to know you and and, and yeah. now we're like we're training and equipping all these people for everywhere all over the world and most of what would they we do would be called parking lot prophecy because it's not in the four walls of the church right yeah yeah so these are exciting times uh can you share a little bit about how 
you were knew that you were called to the office of prophet because that is a you know we, we we did some teaching online this week actually yeah um that well probably this is this is recorded after so you may see this later but we've actually done a lot of teaching on the difference between the gift of prophecy and the office of a prophet right and yet you called to be a prophet or we will say a prophetess mm-hmm. how did you know you're called to be a prophetess yeah so um shortly after i got saved uh i it was in my second year. I, d- I moved up to Reading to do the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. Come on, put a Changed plug in life. for it. Change yeah. your life. <laughs> Change my life. If you're watching this, you should do it too. On 100%. 100%. Um, but it was in my second year of BSSM. I started, um, I was having a series of encounters and uh, they were quite mystical in nature and um, I didn't know what they meant. Amazing that God was showing up in these profound ways, but I kind of was like, what? what 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 are the what is this dream what is this open vision like what are these encounters about and one day i had this revelation where i saw a golden thread through all the encounters and they pointed back to the book of daniel and so that kind of created the wonder of like okay well who was daniel what did daniel do and then i was like and I'd only been reading the Bible for like a year and a half at this point. So I was like, oh, Daniel's considered a prophet. <laughs> and I was like, no, that can't be it. I should just probably call. I'm not supposed to. Be, I'm not called to be a prophet. I'm just supposed to like do what he does. Right. And then shortly after that, I had um, this encounter. It's so funny. Just in my car. I was in my car in the in the driveway parking lot prophecy from the there Lord himself. <laughs> see, see, uh, <laughs> my pr- prophetic call was in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he he spoke to me and. I've never actually had him speak to me this way since then, but it was so loud. It was almost audible and it was like went through my whole body. And he said, I've called you to be a prophet. And as soon as he said it, I uh, erupted in tears, like just uncontrolled, like crying, right? Like, oh, like out of nowhere. That's how you know the Lord's speaking to you. And you're like, why am I having this reaction? Totally. Um, and I remember when that happened, I kind of like was like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not a prophet yet. I'm just, he's called me and I'm in training. And for some reason, I thought it was supposed to be a secret. I don't know why. I just, it all felt so new to me. Um, and after that, um, my community, like my peers started calling me that, which had never happened before. Wow. And then after that, um, Ben and you ended up uh, calling me out as that. And so then it, but I'll say, I'll say this. It w- it's kind of, it was an awkward walk. There was a minute where I'm like, is this really real? Like God, like, totally. can I, can I take these steps forward? And it yeah. wasn't until I started like teaching and activating people in the prophetic and having them come back and tell me like, I've grown in the prophetic, I'm hearing God's voice more, that I started to be like, okay. Like that was the moment that I was like, there is an office. Like I felt like I finally had a desk, right? I was like, okay, I'm in the office, we have a desk, (laughs) right? Yeah, because um, obviously a prophet is one of the fivefold ministry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. And one of the main things they do in the New Testament Yeah is to equip the saints exactly to do the work of service yes so prophets actually train prophetic people right yeah yeah so that it really wasn't until and i kind of kind of just accidentally like force gumped my way into activating people i wasn't even trying to like equip that i didn't wake up being like i need to equip the saints now it just sort of naturally started happening and then that's where i started to feel more comfortable with even walking out the role of a prophet yeah 
and, and in the midst of all that, you started an organization called Aqua Regia, right? Did I get it right? Regia, yeah. can you pronounce it better than that? Aqua Regia. Regia. Yes, okay. yes, yeah. Uh, even though I practiced like several times before you we did this. I know, it. it's just, it's that. And you also are a co-founder of the SQ Institute, the yep. Spiritual Intelligence Institute. Uh, it, tell us about the first one, Aqua. Tell us about that one a little yeah. bit. So Aqua Regia is a spiritual intelligence company, which is a mouth. Every time I say it, people are like, what the is that? The name means what? Can oh, help. yeah. The name means royal water. Royal water. Yeah, it's oh, Latin okay. for royal water or king's water. Uh, the Lord gave it to me. He, I literally had to go look it up to see what it meant. Um, and essentially what we do, we do two things. We do prophetic reports for people, um, which I hear make amazing gifts for the person who has everything. That's what everyone always tells me. It's an excellent gift when you don't know what to give someone. Yeah. Um, you and can then, send flowers or you can send a prophetic, prophetic report. report. Great plug. Thank yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then we also do consulting, which is something more new that we've wandered into prophetic consulting for organizations and people looking for heavenly solutions when they've run out of earthly ones. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the things that we're raising up is solutionaries. Exactly. Prophetic yeah. solutionaries. So, and you know, so much uh, around solutionaries. Well, let me back up and say this. One of the things that we're learning is that prophets and prophetesses, and even, you know, everybody really, yeah. they, they tend to have a metron. And that word metron, it doesn't have a direct translation. It's a Greek word. Yeah. But it basically means your sphere of influence. Like yeah. the Lord has actually given you authority yeah. in, a, in, a, in an area. It might be demographic or geographic. Right. Like the Apostle Paul to the Gentiles. Yeah. The Apostle Peter to the Jews. Yeah. So theirs was kind of a ethnic group. Yeah. And um, but uh, how do you actually know your Metron? Okay. So I have a couple go. things to say that I've discovered. Okay, come on. <laughs> um, Let's well, get some revelation going first, on here. Well, the first uh, time I understood my my metron was one was the open doors okay so the grace and favor that just opened up to me I wasn't looking for it like in Hollywood like there were doors open for me to come in and replace the psychics at Hollywood parties right it wasn't my idea it was somebody else's they were like oh whoa, whoa, whoa. you gotta talk you gotta say that slower okay okay so basically um you're in Hollywood so I'm actually in Reading at this point I'm in my second year of BSSM but you've been in Hollywood yeah I worked in Hollywood for Before 10 years Before you knew the Lord correct so you go into parties yes and these psychics are some of their entertainment right yeah I had no idea they were brought in as much as they are but yeah. yeah so a friend of mine who is a producer for really high profile celebrity events um she called me one day and she was like hey we're doing this big party for blah 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 and she was like we we were going to bring in psychics to do uh fortune telling and dream interpretation and she was like don't you kind of do the same thing and I was like, I do not do the same thing. I was yeah, like, I exactly. listen to Let's God and speak identity <laughs> over them and call out the gold. Totally. And she was kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then she was like, do you, why don't we have you come instead? Like, do you want to replace the psychics? To which I was like, 
Yes, I do. And see, at this point, a whole bunch of Christians are already freaking out. I know. So right? can I, let me. Yeah. Freaking out. Before right? you like, turn this oh off. Oh my God, Bethel is now, yeah. they're being identified with a psychic. Yeah, yeah. What's well, next? No, so what happened was I flipped it. So I brought in a team of prophets. I mean, if someone would have told me that my ministry would be like renting tuxes and ball gowns for prophets <laughs> and smuggling them into parties, I wouldn't have believed them. But we did this, this for a while. This is crazy, yeah. right? Um, and we would show up at these parties and it was like the prayer line, right? Like we were all in a line, except we weren't in church. We were at a party and people would come up to us and we would prophesy over them and we would speak to them about God and we would break things off and people cried and like, it was, it was amazing. And it was such a profound experience. The first time I did it, um, one of the producers was like, the most interesting thing in this party is happening in that corner over there. And they just said, bring her back. And they knew that I love Jesus. And they were just like, I grew in favor, like with what I could say, they were like, okay, like just keep coming. And so I did that seven times. This is all pre COVID, <laughs> right? When we were doing big yeah. events. Yeah. And so I remember one of the things I'll never forget is I was at this, I was at this party People are literally drinking and like vaping weed. Like it is crazy. Yeah. And I felt the tan a tangible sensation of oil being poured over my head as and you I was weren't drinking or smoking. No, hundred percent. I don't do I don't drink. Yeah. I just for this audience yeah. we need yeah. to like we yeah. weren't doing you any of that. You can tangibly experience yeah. God, right? Exactly. So this is what I'm explaining. In, um in and, darkness. Yeah. But then I'm and the Lord's like, I am with you. He anoints your head with oil, right? Your cup overflows. Like I am sitting at the table of the enemies, right? And yet I'm standing there and prophesying life, but I'm not in church, I'm in a party. And it's just kind of like, wow, okay, God, like prophecy is meant to go outside the church to reach the lost, Wow. to lead them back. I remember Ben coming in and saying, hey, we got this new girl on our team. <laughs> He's telling me the story and I'm like, Okay. And he's <laughs> you like, didn't like are, are, it. Are, well, no, I, no, you know me. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm good with stretching the boundaries. I just yeah. like want to make sure that we don't actually have, you know, a new age person in, in our midst doing something in the name of God, you know? Totally. And I'm telling, I'm like, Ben, do you know this girl? And he's like, yeah, yeah, she's good. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Cause I, I've been in the political government world Yeah. where there's a whole bunch of unbelievers, same kind of scenario. And, you know, and the Lord's like, hey, there's duct tape on that person's head. Peel the duct tape off, right? And like, duct tape? How's that going to go? You know? right. And basically, we were peeling the duct tape off, and people were falling down on the power of God. Right. And and literally what was actually happening is they were getting delivered. So I'd right. say this piece of duct tape would say, it would say tormented, or it would say, it would say depressed, or it would say abandoned. Yeah. And we pull it off, and down they go on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, if we would have said deliverance, they would have scattered like bugs, right? But exactly, like yeah. language is a gate of trust. Like how you are Ooh, speaking to wait, people. Wait, whoa, whoa, say it again. Language is a gate of trust. Yes, excellent. And so, and the Lord tells us to be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. We always major on the innocence of innocent as doves, but like what is being wise as a serpent, right? And a friend actually pointed that out to me and it gave me permission to start learning how to speak to people outside the church to lead them back in. Well, I don't know, like Daniel in the Old Testament, yeah. I don't know if that dude would, he. I don't think he could be an usher in the church. <laughs> right. Because no, I mean, like, I seriously, I, yeah. I like he was called a magician. 
Right. He was the chief of the musicians. Right. You, you know, he took on the name of the king's god, Belchelzar. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and, and and yet the magi that came to see Jesus, they traced, I don't know if you know this, maybe you are learning something right here yeah, on yeah, Culture. Yeah. They traced their roots back you know, they're, they're, they're stargazers, right? right? They see the star in the sky, they follow it, they find the Christ, right? Da, yeah, da, da, you yeah. know the story. The reason why they were looking for a star is because they traced their roots back to Daniel's Magi. Because Incredible. Daniel was leading the Magi to Jehovah. Wow. And under the guides, under the guise of being a psychic. Yeah. Wow. Crazy, right? Right. Yeah. I and what I love about him too, though, is like, he was like, fine, call me whatever you want. But he still was like the God of Israel, right? He yeah. wasn't covert, no. but he was also hidden in Babylon. Like he, he didn't let, he didn't care what people were calling them. Like it's per, his story just like continues to unravel. It actually, uh, yeah. even how I operate as a prophet, I do stuff. I tell people, I'm like, I go in a, in a classic style. Like I go in somewhere and I'm like, I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you what I see, right? Yeah, yeah. But then there's this other role that I play, which I call like administrator. I want to say this. I hear a lot of prophets and prophetic people. They're always like, I'm bad at admin. And I'm like, okay. And I kind of feel like we need to chill out on that for a second. Totally. Because the 15th century definition of administrator is like one who has authority to manage or dispense. And there is a building aspect. Like and management aspect of being a prophet like daniel was totally. like managing the magicians right he was he was in charge of all of them um there's like and i know that also like i can't really use joseph because he's not considered a prophet but like was oh, I moving think joseph was a prophet you do yeah okay thank you because i know there's some like off people are like maybe maybe not you do think he's a prophet oh, yeah all right, mystery solved. So then, fine, Joseph then also, they were put in charge of things, right? Totally. Like, and so a lot of times, I'm just tired of like lazy prophets where I'm like, admin is not just managing your calendar. Like, it's called to build something. And we see that biblically. Joe, and Joseph, as you just mentioned, he he interprets the dream for the king. Yeah. But after that, that I, that I can think of, I, I don't think he ever we we I don't think it's ever mentioned that he interprets another dream. Now he there I'm sure he was. Yeah. I'm saying but what he was doing was translating that dream into an, an administrative mission, right? Yeah. Creating structure and strategy around it so they wouldn't die in the in in the prophesied famine. Exactly. He gave them actionable intel that they could partner with. Exactly. Yeah. Th yeah. I mean, what he was actually famous for beyond like the king knew about the dream but everybody else knew that joseph is keeping us safe by the strategy he has with the seven lean years seven prosperous years and seven lean years yeah and he saves egypt and he saves you know all the surrounding nations by his administrative gift in that he is a solutionary yeah he's not just a prophet Exactly. So I'm just kind of tired of prophets who are like, oh, I'm just going to heaven or I'm just like praying for people in the prayer line, but they're not actually like stepping. I'm like this, this thing about like, I'm not good at admin. I think it's got to stop. That's my, that's my passion pitch. So that is a role that I play at Aqua Regia because I work with prophets and prophetic people and I have to administrate like prophetic reports and people coming together and prophesying and working with clients. Like none of that works unless you start building structures and systems. There, it, you've systematized just what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah.
So you take all prophetic words from a group of people mm-hmm. who don't have basically any info about the person. Correct. They prophesy. Yeah. You put it in a, a systematic order that yeah. makes that seems to make sense in the spirit. Yeah. And then you give them some ideas, kind of like a Joseph. Right. Hey, here's how you might pursue the activation of these prophetic words. Exactly. Right. Yes. That's part of the report. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, what what are the? Do you have any stories about that at all? Oh my gosh! Yes, so many. Um, I will tell this one story um, when we started moving into consulting because. <laughs> solutions were kind of we were doing reports for people as like encouragement beautiful gifts like right? everyday people yeah just any well anyone who really wanted one to be quite honest yeah. and um and then solutions kind of started accidentally popping out of them so we were like well what if we just what if we did consulting you know and then we looked in scripture and we're like wait daniel joseph elisha samuel everyone's consulting right so we're like yeah. all right let's try to go after actual questions and um so we had this one guy, um, he was a part of um, an anti-trafficking organization. Got it. We're trying to keep this under the covers. Yeah, bit. so, I, I, yeah. so yeah. Um, I've been given permission to share this, yeah. but I cover some details. Yeah. Um, and basically, uh, their organization was looking uh, to grow. They were kind of um, hitting some roadblocks. So we did a report for them. And essentially, uh, the report said, hey, there's a partnership and when you enter into this partnership with this specific partner it's going to be really clunky but don't give up okay two days later after they get it they get a phone call to join this partner this organization the very that you yeah. guys actually partnered who it was going to be in yeah well we described i think we described it i can't remember yeah. the exact detail so they they partner up with this organization not good okay (laughs) really clunky really clunky but he was like okay i have these words like it's gonna that's gonna be this way let's persevere so they did and then what ended up happening was this acceleration occurred where they were able to start um i don't know what to call it search and rescue where they were able to start rescuing people at a new rate but also they it gave them this holistic experience where Um, before people were rescuing people but there was this piece missing to help them integrate back into society if you will so this so this partnership they were their first person they were able to save they were able to provide a flight back to his home country so that he could be take it pay for it all this like costs money right sent him back to his country to be be back with his family and then there was like people on the ground that would later help them find jobs to like re-immerse back in right because they've been slaves for so long yeah um this program started working so well that then this guy got let's say promoted to start working with other organizations who are some of the best in the area of like finding people we'll just say that yeah um which was incredible right um so that was really exciting like as we're and the way that all came about too was still blind information. And so when I say blind, these people can see, but we didn't tell them what they were prophesying into. Okay, let's back up for just a second. Yeah, yeah. Because you know this world really well, and our audience doesn't. Okay, yeah. So the way that these reports work in our world is that we get a group of prophetic people, some of them prophets. Yes. We put them in teams of usually two or three, right? No, there's usually a group of like 10 of them. 10. Yeah. But they, all they know is it's a man or a woman. 
who they're prophesying yeah. over. So they're basically prophesying over a number. Like we, yeah. we assign a number to a, a person or a group or whatever we're prophesying over. Yeah. We go, hey, you're prophesying over number 77. It's a man. That's all they know. Yeah. For for consulting, we mm-hmm. give them blind questions. Okay. So we'll be like, um, here's a great example. This same organization. Mm-hmm. This, I think, will also help for people that are in different areas of the prophetic. Um, they had... They felt like there what that there was a problem within their organization because they were trying to do missions and there was um, they kept being thwarted, I guess is the okay. only way I could describe it. Yeah. Right. Uh, so we did this report and all we did was we asked our reporters, um, what does God the think? The reporters are the prophetic people. Are the prophetic people. Prophetic team. Yeah. So we say, what does God think of male 2020? It's like just a person on the team. That's it. Yeah. So. Here's another role I pl- play as a prophet. So I'm classic prophet, administrator, and then I'm also an analyst or an interpreter, if yeah, you will. Yeah, interpreter. So this, my team, most of the time they're they're prophesying, they're encouraging, exhortation, edification, right? Um, this intel comes back, we're reading it, and all of it is saying, uh, male 2020 says all these great things um, about like who he is as a person, but many people were basically saying he is not to be trusted. Pretty intense, right? Got Never it. seen this from my team so before. So male 2020 is like, that's in the place of his name. So instead of saying Joe Johnson, yeah, it's male 2020. Yeah. And what do people think of male 2020 is the question yeah, you yeah. asked? Yeah, what does God think of male 2020? What does God think? Yeah, and but then it was like a lot of different language and the interpretation, we're looking at it and I was like, hey, because he sent members of his team and I was like, hey, male 2020, because uh, I'm not gonna say the name. Yeah. Um, I think you need to take a look at him. I think that there might be a problem. This is not fun to say. Mm-hmm. And also I'm like, is this okay? Cause prophecy, I was like, Holy spirit, prophecy is exhortation, edification. And he was like, yeah, this isn't prophecy. This is protection, Got which it. the Bibles, which prophets also do in the Bible. Yes, right? right. So I was like, okay, so then we sent it. Ugh, right. And then they did some work on there and it came back, confirmed that there was corruption happening within that organization, wow. within that person. Wow. Right. Was so the this, person, uh, the num- the, the guy, 2020 guy. Yeah. Was he the corrupt guy? Correct. Ah, yeah. I so, see why it was little. Yeah. yeah. So you see what, so, yeah. um, so in the area, so that's how I act sometimes as a prophet. Like I didn't prophesy in that, mm-hmm. but I came in like, as an interpreter looking mm-hmm. at it. And that's kind of what I do is when all these people prophesy, I kind of scan it for patterns. And I also notice like pieces that might not look like they obviously come together, mm-hmm. but the Holy Spirit will breathe on it and show me how they do. And it's not a perfect science. Listen, I've yeah. been, I like, I also want to say if someone's like, we're, we're not batting a hundred, yeah. but we always set expectations like this is an experiment. But I will tell you this, we've had a lot of really good fruit in the area of consulting and it's getting me really excited about what's possible with the body of Christ. Like now we're not just helping people step into who they really are, but now we're also like protecting. Yeah. Protecting them, guiding them, helping them come into their destiny and purpose. Yeah. That's really, really cool. That opens my mind up to so many different things. Yeah. You're going to be teaching in the school of prophets. Yes. Are you going to be sharing any of this stuff? Can I share any of this stuff? Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I haven't gotten my teach my speaking assignments yet. Got it. But I do know that I will be talking a little bit about um, culture and how to bring the prophetic into different 
different cultures and Fears protocols. And arms, yeah. yeah, and how to how to how do you understand language as a gate of trust and how to speak to people so that you don't trigger or turn them off so they can hear what you're actually saying. Yeah. yeah. I think Christianese, you know, as you're talking about language is the what would you say language is the gate of trust. Gate of trust. Yeah. yeah. I like to say I'm a follower of Jesus. Right. Like, that's what I say. You like to say that more than Christian. The yeah. word Christian has the, in America has yeah. like these connotations to them. But when I say a follower of Jesus, for some reason, it changes. Yeah. Are you a Christian? Well, I am a follower of Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that just depends on who I'm talking to. Yeah. Right. That you ever say you're a psychic? Never. Never. Not one yeah. time. Zero percent. You're making me. In fact, one time happy. I was like, ew. <laughs> yeah, people write me sometimes and they're like, you guys use tarot cards? I'm like, what are you talking about? Nobody uses Tar tarot cards. Tarot no. cards, any of that kind of weird stuff. But it's I have sat down with someone who's used tarot cards and preached the gospel to them. And I preached the gospel to them by asking them questions mm -hmm. about who they are and how they got there and started and then prophesying over them. Wow. Leading them into an encounter with God. Like that's so, amazing. Yeah. So there's I also one of the things I want people to actually experience is the love of the father for these people and not remember, we don't battle against flesh and blood. Yeah. It's to actually see them as a son or daughter of God um, rather than the role they're playing, which is psychic or tarot reader. It's so powerful. You know, we have a, a big part of the church doesn't even embrace prophetic ministry. And it's really sad because we end up with these weapons of warfare yeah. that aren't carnal, that are sitting there in the gun case, so to speak. Right. And people are like, no, no, that's not for today. But the enemy doesn't keep those rules, right? He doesn't right. keep those rules. Right. And yet Paul told Timothy, take the prophecies that were previously spoken over you and with him fight the good fight. Yeah. And here we are. We don't. We're, we're we're running out there barehanded. The enemy's got weapons of warfare. We have greater weapons of warfare, but we're convinced we're not supposed to use them. Exactly. Yes. So hey, we just want to say to you, come to School of Prophets. You're going to love it. It's August seventh through eleventh. I have to always look at the date. And we've been doing it for years. Seventh <laughs> through eleventh. Um, Lindsay's going to be one of our instructors. Instructors. She's amazing. Uh, Dana McCall will be with us. Uh, um, who else? Who, oh, Bethany Haley. Hicks, Haley Braun, Ben Armstrong. Ben Armstrong. Yeah. Man, yeah. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And we're going to talk so much about this whole thing of solutionaries. How do we influence culture? How do yeah. we actually get in the trenches? How do we turn the, you know, the water into wine, so to speak? How yeah. do we turn the cesspool into a beautiful yeah. uh, uh, pool that you can, you know, actually be a part of? So join us. Thank you so much for being on. That was amazing and beautiful. By the way, she's single. So if you'd like to date, <laughs> you can just go in and, and on the comment line. And if you'd like some more information on School of the Prophets, it should be right in the comment line. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. To stay connected, you can sign up for my weekly newsletter at chrisvalentin.com forward slash subscribe. God bless you.